done it. Now Caruso runs a break. Caldwell Pope goes to the wing here. Play at the defensive end, got blown by back. Oh, yes! Hook jam! Hard step back, puts up the three, got hit, shot's good! And one! Doing this, we doing uh, this thing. Is, 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 doing is, it right is, now. Is this the thing? Is it thing? Is it the thing? A whole thing, is, right here. Is 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 this the damn thing? Damn straight. Darn Skippy, what's up, y'all? This is Trey Ball. We back here again. Kendall K and your boys Bucket Patrol. You see, he got all that Laker gear, repping the the Lakers and that you know. Lakers in one. <laughs> and, and they little win that they got last night, Ball. We're gonna get into that, but hey. We back here. We back again. I know it's been some time since we last spoke to you all. Been having some technical difficulties on my end. And some scheduling issues with George. Uh, my cam- I have to get my own camera now because I was going to put out a separate cinema for you all, but wasn't able to successfully upload my comp- my video to my computer. So sorry about that. It's going to be a bit of hold on that until we get some new merch or some new uh, material here. But we back here again as the playing is taking place. We wasn't going to do an episode on Monday, but got some got some uh, got some done to myself to prevent that. Take up most of my day, but we here. Bugger Patrol, how you doing since the time being? Hey, I'm feeling pretty damn skippy, my guy. Last night I had to clean up the trash, send them boys packing to Memphis. <laughs> and I cashed out a little bit of money as well. Appreciate Mr. Next Door if you're listening. But I'm a happy man. I cashed out some money on that Pacer Hornets game. Go Pacers. Yes, sir. <laughs> Who? Pacers Hornets. We play in tonight. We play, we play never, heard Wizards never heard of the Pacers. Never heard of them. No, don't, don't have a banner to it. Don't have a ring to it. Hey, LeBron know who we are. Ahead, every, carry on. every time he comes to Indy and every time in the building, he get blown out about 30. Not like I didn't have the last time. I wasn't there. But the previous four times I was there. So, anyways, um, as we are as we are discussing this, as you all can see, uh, you can see by now, we're recording this on May 20, a little bit before the Wizards and Pace of playing game takes place. Um, the playing so far. George, what you think about it? Uh, I'm not going to lie. I went into the play-in a little bit anti because I felt like this idea of letting the 9 and 10 seed, especially in situations when you got teams that are like below 500 or right at 500 getting a shot to be in the playoffs versus teams that have been in the playoff picture. The whole way just didn't seem very fair. But I'm not going to lie. I I felt that way when the Lakers were a top four seed. But regardless, (laughs) I didn't like that idea. As much as some of the other people did, I was okay with it last year because it was a weird season, a shortened season. So it just made more sense because of that. And I guess this was still a shortened season, but 10 games didn't seem like that big of a deal to me. With that in mind, though, the games have actually been pretty good. I I didn't watch in their entirety every single game, but I caught snippets of the Celtics-Wizards game. I watched Tatum drop that smooth 50, that half centennial. Then obviously I've seen King James. Chicks dig the long boy, huh? <laughs> so that was a good one but uh, I'm not going to lie I actually really enjoyed it and then if you want to talk about the business side of it which I very much like to it's actually the mo- the, the Lakers-Wizards game or no Lakers-Warriors game is actually the best rated playoff game since 2019 according to ESPN ratings so obviously it's good for business it was a good game I enjoyed it 
And I got to get lit at the bar watching the Lakers play a game against a team that I'm very glad they got to beat because I have waited for the day that LeBron could curve stomp stuff. And even though it wasn't a curve stop it, we'll take the win and send them boys packing to Memphis. Bye-bye. <laughs> like I said, a little bit of Laker bias is being shown, but I've, I've been a fan of the play-in since its inception and the thought of it, you know. Didn't understand it like many people haven't uh, when it was first brought up. But, you know, now in the second season of the NBA doing it, I'm still a big fan of it, you know, where to be from the business side of it, you know, where you, you know, generates more money and more revenue for the teams and just for just for audience entertainment itself for us to enjoy and see these teams go at it. And if you are if you are a fan of a team that's in a nine or ten seed, just to have that chance that you can go into the play and possibly get an eighth or seven, get an eighth seed into the playoffs. I think that's pretty cool for everybody. Um one thing I've I've heard him acknowledge, and you know, I really didn't get a, I really didn't think about it before then, was that how the stats are di- distributed during its time. Because it seems that the playing stats is in a little bit of a limbo of they don't know where to call it the regular season or postseason. Me, I'm on the side of like labeling as postseason stats because you won't like you don't have all the other teams playing. Like you don't have your Oklahoma City Thunder. They're not playing right now. It's over with them. Their, their regular season's over with. And this is still technically postseason because these teams are playing right now. Just, right, exactly. They're playing for a spot to get into the playoffs. So if if there, as this uh, conversation about the plan, what to do and what's good and what's bad, what needs to be tweaked upon, I think if they look at the stats, I think this this needs to be added into the postseason. Because I try to look up, for example, Sabonis stats from the last game, and I, I mean, I don't know, maybe because I didn't look enough, but I couldn't find it underneath. You know, it wasn't underneath regular season, or I haven't, I haven't tried to look for postseason either. So. I think if, if it comes to question more in the future, I think that's something that needs to be talked about more. What you think? Uh, I think it definitely should be listed on the playoffs because, I mean, what would you really call it? Otherwise, it's definitely not regular season. It's a do or die game because if you lose, you go home or at least you have to play a second game, worst case. So I think that it just makes sense for it to be playoffs. If you have to make the decision between, you know, regular versus post it would lean more to post than regular for me. Yeah. So as we as we are talking about the playing, let's talk about you as you said, the most watched playoff games is 2019. The Lakers versus the Warriors. You know, the Lakers pulled off a, a win by only a merely three points thanks to a LeBron James three pointer from 30 and off balance. Dean with one eye. Look at it with three rims. As he as as he made sure everybody knew that he only had one eye, you know, he, he, he had to make sure everybody knew about that. Uh, the Lakers got they came off with a win after beating Steph Curry and the Warriors. Uh, what what you as a Lakers fan? I'm gonna toss it off to you. I ain't gonna speak too much on your team because you know how I feel. I even though you think I hate them, yeah, I, do. I don't. I know you do. Actually, I don't think that. <laughs> what do you make of the Lakers play? Seeing that you know. Now everybody's back together, and now we are in the postseason play for this team. What do you think? Uh, well, my two biggest takeaways are, one, LeBron is not 100% right now. So that is really nervous, nerve-wracking for me because I don't know when he's going to be there. Luckily, I don't think the Phoenix Suns are going to cause us that much problems. I think that they don't really match up. They don't have anybody really throw at LeBron. Um, then on top of that, 
I think that AD, DeAndre Aiden, he's a decent defender, but he don't really want it with AD. But the way he was playing against Draymond, I know Draymond's a great defender, but he's giving up like four inches, and AD did not want anything to do with him in the post. That makes me a little bit nervous. But LeBron's not at 100%. AD was playing soft. I don't know if that's an injury thing or if he's just playing soft because AD's one to do that sometimes. But that makes me a little bit nervous because I'm curious how long it's going to take them to get to where they need to be to compete because the Nuggets in the second round, who I think is going to be there, you know, spoiler, I think that they're going to need to be at 100% to beat them. And definitely if they play the Clippers or the Jazz, whoever they would see in the conference finals. So that was one thing. Two, I just don't think, and this is one thing I was telling other Laker fans when we got Drummond, I just don't think Drummond's going to be that big of a deal because when you have teams that are going small, like Drummond can't really hang. He's not going to be on the perimeter playing defense on a guard or a or a, a big with guard-like abilities. Like, he's getting run out there. He was running guarding, like, Juan Toscano at one point. Like, he, he like he can't do nothing out there. We went on a run when we took him off the court. So, I just think that he's not going to find as much of a position in helping this team win against a lot of teams unless he's out there just being on some pure Shaq or prime Dwight Howard-level energy of just grabbing all these offensive rebounds, having a ridiculous amount of putbacks. So, those are the two things that really stood out to me. Uh, they came out super flat in the first half. I think the stat was Dennis Schroeder, LeBron, and Anthony Davis were combined, combined like four for 28 in the first half. That's not going to get it done. But they got that win. That's all I really care about. Uh, and at the end of the day, we got that boy. I got to show you something. It's for you, Kendall. Well, I wore this today. Show you. King James! The king! The king, baby! The king! Chicks dick long by <laughs> ah. And thanks to my guy, King James, I'm going to have a poster of him hitting a game winner over Steph Curry. I bet that man said that's a bad shot like your boy Pandemic P. <laughs> but at the end of the day, uh, I'm a little bit concerned. They don't look like they're ready to take on a real contender, but we got plenty of time. We go, you know, five, six games with Phoenix, warm up a little bit in that Phoenix sun, and then, you know, bounce to Denver, handle them boys. Bounce through the L.A. again with the clips and then bounce through Brooklyn. Pick us up some pizza on the way to the, to the uh, Larry O'Brien trophy ceremony. <laughs> Trust. So, like you, I, I, I share some concerns with the Lakers and how far their playoff push can go this season. Because as people have speculated for years, like, when are we going to see the decline of LeBron? When are we going to see the decline of LeBron? I'm not going to go out and say this is the decline of LeBron, but obviously come up with this injury, we're not seeing the same LeBron as we used to. Got off to a bad first half, him and A.D. both. Uh, LeBron picked it up a little bit more in the second half, and obviously we saw that shot that was, you know, a, a last-second effort. LeBron put them over the edge to take them take them to that win to solidify the seventh seed, which I predicted way, but I predicted like weeks before when they were still sitting the four fifth seed. I said the Lakers will fall to a seven. And it happened. Did. Just, just, like did. I, just like I bet it on the Even show. the broken clock is right twice a day. Just like I have been on this show that you, that uh, the Lakers will not beat the field a hundred dollars. I'll pull up that clip for you. So, you, uh, so this, this so you can remember because you you seem to have amnesia. I heard fifty. I heard fifty. I said I feel like I said fifty, but go ahead. If you show me the tape, I'll respect it. But I remember saying fifty. I'm sticking to fifty until I see pre- evidence that says otherwise. <laughs> but like, but like I said, like I, there are some concerns with the Lakers. Um, Ad's play, like you said, I. 
you it's 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 hard to gauge with him because we saw that game. I guess it, I think it was against the Phoenix Suns. We had forty one points not too long ago, and he went off. But then we see a game like this where he's playing against you know Draymond, who you said he's giving up a couple inches to, but is a great defender. I think they was guarding AD well. I think the Warriors was good on defense, and they was guarding mm-hmm. him well. I, I think so. Mm-hmm. So I think it's if you have a guy like hey, you could throw an AD to give him problems because that's been a talk around the league, and a lot of people get on AD about him being soft. They easy guy rough him up a little bit and not to say that ad hasn't you know shown up when people have like tested him with that at that mm-hmm. at that oh, yeah. matchup but he definitely showed he can bang last year he, he he shows up sometimes but then there's also times like last night where you know he gets he plays people who really gets with him so i'm looking to i'm looking forward to see how the lakers can you know how they can get the how they can just get their feet together how they can just put the feet to the pavement and start jogging a little bit before they start running because it's looking a little bit scary for them not to say that LeBron hasn't overcome any adversity before but is it safe to say coming into this playoffs this is probably the most type of adversity that LeBron that a LeBron team has faced coming to the playoffs in terms of being as stacked as they already are, not under not being underwhelmed as like the 2007 Cavs, but being as stacked as they already are, do they really stand a chance to make it to the championship this year? That's a question. I think they do. I, of course you do. I mean, there's a lot. Of that, that's, that's a question that's been brought up. So it's intriguing to see, you know, how they're going manage going forward in the playoffs. But, you know, let's talk about the other side of the coin. Let's talk about the Warriors. Uh, they go go on to face the Grizzlies who uh, beat the San Antonio Spurs and they're uh, playing games at the San Antonio Spurs home for the second time. Uh, they have not reached the playoffs in two consecutive years. I have an unpopular opinion. I want to dish out real quick. Okay. I, think, I think Greg Popovich is about to retire. I honestly thought he should have retired like two years ago. I mean, what's he hanging out for? The Spurs are a bottom feeder team in the West. He's like in his 70s. I heard Romans about that after his wife died that he was going to retire. He ended up sticking around for another two years. So I, at this point, I don't know what, why he would not retire. Honestly, go Here, out while he's kind of I- on top. Here, here's, I mean, I could be wrong. This, 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 this is something I'm just thinking. But, but, but like I told you about Stan Van Gunny not being coached for the Pelicans, that didn't turn out to be true. But keep in mind, I'm just making this off, this off my suggestion. This is not no real digging a research. It's just, just putting two and two together. They let go. They let go of Marcus Aldridge. That was a mutual thing. Demar Derozan is talking about exploring his his options in free agency. You know, the second year in a row they had made the playoffs. He, they were on that 20 year streak. They have some good pieces. Not to say that they don't. You know, Kelvin Johnson from UK is showing up a little bit more. Jahan Murray, you know, Lonnie Walker. They they got some good pieces. But as we are seeing, is it enough for them? You know, it, does Popovich really have that that push to want to keep coaching these guys? Is it really still there? As you alluded to, you know, his wife passed not too long ago, and you know, it was a question about was he going to continue to coach then. So and you have we seen, you know, over the past like couple of summer leagues and even sometimes in the games where Becky Hammond has stepped in the coach and they already and San Antonio is known for having a good feeder system of, of coaches around. Who's to say? That's just that's just a quick thought. Don't want to expound on it too much. I'm just thinking that it could happen. But Grizzlies look very good. Jonas Valanciunas put up 23 and 23. Dillian Brooks put up, I think, 21 points last night. Job with 20 points. Very good young team. Uh Dillian Brooks is actually Proven to be more important than I than 
that I I know, you know, I don't watch too much Grizzly basketball, but when I have, mm. you know, he, he, he seems to be a very important factor. I know that game on Sunday that when they played against the Warriors, they was coming back. They was down by like 13. Dylan Brooks welded them back into the game. And then he got a technical foul. He's ejected from the game. And the Warriors ended up winning the game after that. So, and even watching this game against the Spurs, I was watching it while I was bowling out last night. He, he's, he's, he has some significant importance to this team. So, now that they play the Warriors again for a winner-go-home situation for the AC, I think he's going to have a very important role going to this game. What you think about it? I definitely think he will. If you look at that game, not only did he play good, he had 24.7 assists. So, I mean, he played a good offensive game. But then on top of that, he was playing great defense on DeMar DeRozan in those first three quarters. He wasn't on him as much in the fourth quarter. He, DeMar he was had 24 points. Yeah, he had 24 points and uh, seven assists. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's what I saw. Or seven okay. rebounds. It was seven okay, rebounds. My fault, my fault. Fault. I said 21. Yeah, yeah, but he had a really good game, though. So, and I like Dylan Brooks. I think that he is definitely an underrated. Him and Jonas Valanciunas, I feel like, don't get a lot of talk when it comes to, like, the Memphis Grizzlies players who really kind of bring it together. Because everybody wants to give love to Ja, who's a great point guard. He's not a top five point guard. And he's not the point guard that he thinks he is relative to the point guard ecosystem of the – of the NBA as he can, a whole. He, he can be there when it's all said and done. He can be there. Top. Not of all time. Not of all no, time. No, hell no. Hell no. No. But, I mean, in the league, eh. That's a lot of guys, though. I mean, once Westbrook, Steph, um, Kyle Lowry, a whole bunch of Dang. people retired. They, they in their 30s. They in their they. 30s. So, I mean, yeah. He's, he can be in there. In, like, five years, eh. Yeah, maybe. Eh. Still debatable, but whatever. But, I mean, he's solid. Uh, obviously, Jaron Jackson solid. He didn't have that great of a game last night or yeah, two nights ago. Uh, what was that? No, it was last night. It was last night. night. Yeah, it was, it was last, last night. night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I think Dylan Brooks is a big piece of that. I think he's definitely going to be primary point on defending Steph as best as one can do that. Obviously, you see what's happening with the Lakers, you know. As best as time. one can. As best as, as, best as one can. can. Emphasis on that. Right. Emphasis on that. Best, as good as you can. You're not going to stop them, but at least contain them a little bit. Make it difficult. Make them run up and down the court a little bit. Get them winded. But uh, I think the Grizzlies definitely have a good chance of winning this game. Mm-hmm. I definitely think the Warriors will pull it out. Uh I believe Kelly Oubre isn't going to play this game either, is he? He's still out. He's going to be out for this one. I, I think he's still out as well, yeah. Yeah, so Warriors didn't they didn't have Oubre against the Lakers, and they didn't have um, Damian Lee either. He puts in, you know, decent little minutes, gets us a little bit of time. Passion hasn't been playing to my surprise. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why he's not playing anymore. I mean, maybe because, like, him and Draymond kind of have the same utility, and Draymond's obviously better at that than Passion so I guess he just doesn't fit there. And James Wiseman didn't play either. Actually, I forgot about that. James Wiseman hurt. didn't play. We yeah, he's hurt, hurt too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So there's a lot of guys for the Warriors that are missing. So I do think that the Grizzlies could sneak up and beat them. I won't put my money on it, but if it happened, it wouldn't surprise me. See, I'm gonna go with the Warriors on this one, you know. And I, and I know I talked about like how Dylan, like the importance of Dylan Brooks and how when he was in the game, you know, they he, they did that 13 point comeback. And who'd say the, the, what the the game would have been like if he would have stayed in that game on Sunday? But I think you know, as currently presented, and this is mode, you know. As we talked, we talked about stuff over the years not showing up in the playoffs. I think this version of Seth will show up, and I think the Warriors will solidify themselves at AC. I, I think they will, and it's sad because I would like to see the Grizzlies beat her. Uh, but well, the Warriors? Huh? You'd rather watch the Warriors? Or you'd rather watch the Grizzlies than the Warriors, though? 
Nah, 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 nah. nah. Okay. I'm just saying, okay. just for like, for their, because you got to think last year they got bounced too because the Trailblazers took the AC. Remember, they they had right. the AC spot, but they got bounced by the Trailblazers. Yeah. So in the same, they in the same position again this year. So I, I, I just for their, just for their sake, I would want them to be there, but realistically. I know, I think the Warriors are going to take that spot. Um, let's go ahead and move it over to the east side of the playing bracket. As we mentioned earlier, the Pacers and the Wizards. My Indiana Pacers. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it on record. I, I, I was a little bit doubtful of us coming into the matchup against the Hornets. I ain't going to cap. But I didn't bet against us. I was doubtful, but I didn't bet against us. I still bet for the Pacers at Good Bloom Go Nation, at Good Bloom Go Swagger. Even though as much as I hate some of the things we do sometimes, like letting go of Nitty Miller and some of the you know front office moves and being cheap and things we do, we still had put it out. Somehow, some way, the Hornets did not come out. They was not ready to go against us. Keep in mind, Pacers have playoff experience. Bonus got their playoff experience. Brogdon got their playoff experience. McDermott got their playoff experience. O'Shea Brissett, it was a guy we signed on a 10-day contract and we ended up keeping for the rest of the season following Miles Turner's injury. He showed up. Hey, that was a play he did. That was a, a handoff. What he did was Bones with a pick at the top of the at the top of the key. Pulled up from three. I said, hey, I like this guy. I like him. He ended up having the team high 23 points and five rebounds in that game. He has surprised me. Sabonis is proving to be one of the best bigs in the, in the league right now. Had I, mean, he, I think he 21 he rebounds, one assist away from a triple double. Exactly. 14 points, I think. And he, he, he like, Sabonis does it all. And when I, I, I remember the season two where he etched himself and started becoming like one of these prime big men in the league. And I was like, I, I, at first I didn't get it. I was like, I don't get it because he was just bully his way into the basket. And just, you know, he didn't have as many moves as he does now. And he doesn't he didn't shoot as much as he does now, too. But now he has a little bit more pass underneath, on, underneath his uh, repertoire. Him and Malcolm Brogdon have a good chemistry pick and roll. I like that dynamic they have between each other. And keep in mind, too, we don't have Karis Avert, who's out with COVID protocol. Miles Turner is out right now. TJ Warren's been out for the season. I like the star lineup we have. It's young. But I, I, I like what we have, and just, and to say we, you know, we blow out the Hornets, who was young, inexperienced, wasn't ready for this work. I like that, and I think we're gonna beat the Wizards. I hope we do, because keep in mind, last time we played these guys, Russ had a thirty-two point triple double to tie Oscar Robinson record, and then Bradley Bill dropped fifty on us that same game too. So th- these guys, you know, they uh, they gonna prevent a, uh, they gonna present a problem to us. But I still think the Pacers gonna pull out with a win. What you think about uh, this matchup against the Wizards? I think it's an interesting matchup. I think they match up well. I think Malcolm Brogdon, uh, he's a solid defender. T.J. McConnell coming off the bench, leading the league in steals as a yes. bench player. So I mean, the defense is solid, and you guys play great defense on Lamelo. Obviously, we've been in a lot of transition too this year. I, I saw they oh, put yeah. up a stat. We we, we begin now running this year. I mean, y'all put up 144 points in regulation, so y'all was obviously getting up and down. Multiple, year, multiple occasions this season too. Yeah, for sure. So I think the Pacers have a good chance. Personally, I think, and also I would prefer for the Wizards to win, just because I think it would be more fun to watch Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook than Sabonis and Malcolm Brogdon. Just in general for, like, the same way I think Memphis could be Golden State, but I would want Golden State to win because that would be more fun to watch Steph play. I think the Pacers come into this with a good chance. And when I'll give it, like, I'll give them, like, 40%. I'm leaning more towards the Wizards just because of star power. And basketball, as much criticism as I give this man, you will be the first one to call me out as big as Westbrook. Hate her. I will call it realist, but you can call it hater. So I'll go by your terminology since it's your show. But I'm just real. 
the man's not perfect, but he's entertaining. I love the way he plays, and I would rather see him play. And, I mean, at this point, you're pretty much playing to see who loses to the 76ers anyway. So <laughs> might as well just make it fun, at least. I, now, I agree with you on that because as a Westbrook fan, he is my favorite player in the NBA. Not, not too much this season, but – he is my he is my favorite player over the, the past like several years. He has been my favorite player in the NBA. It's 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 hurtful for me to say it, but like I don't know if he can because if you watch the Celtics game too, he kind of he was limping off. He he left the game as they was finishing the game against the Celtics after Jason Taylor, as you mentioned, you know, dropped fifty against them. Um, who say what his health will be like? But of course, we know Russ. He's gonna push through it now, so he's gonna want to play this game. Um, but, he bounces back off them injuries like they're nothing multiple times, so I ain't expecting that to play that big of a part. If he plays, right. he's playing. Right, but I, I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting to see. I'm just gonna go for the paces just for just team sake. I liked, I like, I just for just for so much. I like the energy they came out with and they gave us the Hornets, and you know, kind of playing with the chip on their shoulder, knowing that like they had people like me who kind of doubted them, who was in their own fan base, and then even people all over who, who was riding the LaMelo hype train, the Hornets hype train, then they're going to make it choo, and go choo. to the playoffs. But I, I like I liked the momentum that they have going with them. Uh, so I, that's why I had the faces coming out in this game. So now that we have touched on the play-in, let's go to the actual playoffs itself. If you don't, we don't, we don't know um, who this team will face uh, between between the Warriors and Grizzlies. Let's talk about the Jazz as they go into this playoffs a little bit. Um, they are the number one seed. There's been many speculation going in like throughout the season. Like, are they a legit number one seed team? How how long would they stay there? And would they would they even fare long enough in the playoffs? What's your thoughts on the Utah Jazz as we start the postseason for them without Mitchell returning and their true legitimacy as a number one seed in the Western Conference? I think they're pretty legit. They only lost 20 games. They beat credible teams. They beat – I think they beat the Lakers once. Then they pretty much beat – I think they beat all the contenders at least one yeah. time. They yeah. beat the Clippers once. They beat the Clippers once, beat 76ers. I don't know if they beat the Nets. Uh, and they beat us once. So they're legit. Then if you look at the way they play, Rudy Gobert is going to win Defensive Player of the Year. So that's definitely somebody – you don't think he's going to win? He shouldn't, but go ahead. He's either if you think he should, he's going to. He's the number one defender on the number one defense and the number one seed with the number one record in the league. So, I mean, for him not to win it, it would just be ridiculous, honestly. But regardless of that, even though Rudy Gobert always gets exposed in the playoffs by Anthony Davis, he's <laughs> exposed cooking that boy like some beignets or by Jokic, either one. Jokic, either, either one, he can tell like bro, every center. Who matches up with Rudy toast this man? Because Joel <laughs> toast that man, Jokic toast that man. That's what I say. Is he really defensive player of the year if he's getting toasted, bro? Is inside he? Paint, inside the paint, is he's the best defensive player? In my opinion, the best defensive player in the league is Ben Simmons. Yes. Maybe Bam Adebayo. Maybe Bam Adebayo. Ben, I'll say I, I lean Ben because of the perimeter defense. I like the versatility. You could also say Giannis. You could say Bam. In my opinion, in this NBA, you can't be the best defender in the league and not be able to guard perimeter players, but that's just me. I don't vote for the things. So he's probably going to win it. My money's on Rudy winning it. But regardless of that, though, uh, I think the Jazz are legit. I think any team that comes out of this Grizzlies-Warriors game is going to lose to them in probably like five. If it's the Warriors, maybe six, because you never know what Steph could do. Yeah. But I think they're legit. If Donovan Mitchell's healthy and Mike Conley's healthy, and they're hitting threes the same capacity they were during the season. Jordan Clarkson's hooping. 
Joe Ingles, who Royce O'Neal, yeah, Boyan, all these guys are doing what they did during the regular season. I say Jazz in five or six, no matter who comes out. I, I agree with you on it about five or six for the Jazz. Um, now, when I question the legitimacy, you know, I I can see them getting past the first round. It will be that second round matchup where I would like start to, to like we start to see how legit of a team they really are. Because um, last year we see they went seven games, they lost a three one lead to the Nuggets thanks to the efforts of Jamal Murray who was putting up numbers and Jokic who people wouldn't really talk about. Godly. People wouldn't really talk about Jokic throughout the playoffs, but he was really that one constant throughout the entire playoffs for the for the Nuggets. Uh, and we, we see him make the second round before, you know, against the Thunder. Uh, but I I still, I still I favor them. I favor them going into this series. But next series, I think it's, it's a real question. I think that's who they would play. Somebody like, um, I don't know who they would play. I think they would play, I don't got pulled up right now. But I think going against the Warriors, like you said, a six-game series with Steph being the way he is, I think that is true. And Grizzlies. I I I say I, you know I I'll probably still say six with the Grizzlies too. So I think six either way. I, I I think I think we I think we cutting the Grizzlies. I think we shut we selling them short a little bit. I think it's six either way. I think they said a formidable team. Obviously they they not going you like they not going to blow they blow them out. But they are gonna still like be competitive and, and still match with the Jazz on that effort. But I think I think the Jazz is gonna make it past first round either way. Now let's talk about your team who have a, a matchup solidified. Against the Suns, LeBron versus CP3, the Banana Bowl brothers going at it. But as we, you know, we mentioned a little bit earlier, can the Lakers pull it together to make a deep playoff run this year? I don't think they can. It just really depends on if LeBron and AD are healthier. There was a lot of rumblings about the Clippers trying their best to get that three seed so they wouldn't have to see the Lakers until the conference finals. But then I heard uh, Richard Jefferson make the point that maybe they shouldn't have done that because if you're going to get the Lakers, you want to help when they're not healthy. So, you know, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The four seed. Yeah, that's what I meant, four seed, my bad. Yeah, Yeah, because they did below the Nuggets for the four seed. That's what I meant, my bad. But uh, uh, I think Richard Jefferson made a good point because the Lakers right now, like like I said, they're not 100%. AD looked a little soft. I want to cut you off. Hold that thought. We're going to talk about that when we get back with this. Yeah, oh, for sure, for sure. But I, I, long story short, I just think that the Lakers will pull it together. I think of all the four, of the four teams they could have played, the Suns are definitely the best matchup. They really don't have anybody who can guard against them. Um, I think that they have, in my opinion, the worst matchups against AD, except maybe the Clippers. So I think that they're going to have a lot of time to warm up with the Suns. They're great. I love Chris Paul. You know me. I love Chris Paul. Sing his praises to the high heavens. But I think the Suns would be lucky to not get gentlemen swept. Like, it it would be six at most. So, I'm glad you brought Chris Paul. Because we, as you, as we've seen this season, the effect he has had on the young players. Um, but what would his effect be going against, going uh, for the young Suns team against the defending champions? As, we, as you know, Devin Booker himself, he's been itching to get into the playoffs. He, you know... Pre- prematurely, he tweeted out, we're going to the playoffs before last season. And then we're going, hey, you know, in the bubble, then they will be able to make it. But due to their regular season stand, they weren't able to make it to the playoffs. But now they're here. You know, there, there's some playoff experience on that team. You know, you got Jake Crowder, you got Chris Paul. There, there's some playoff experience there. 
But as for the majority of the players, Michael Bridges never touched the playoffs. DeAndre ain't never touched the playoffs. Their book ain't never been to the playoffs. You know, I, I, Dario Stark, I think he hasn't. Yeah, he, he, I think he was. He was, with the, he was with the 76ers, I think, some of those playoff years. So I'm pretty sure Sarge just seen some time. Okay. Maybe him. Um, so... How so we we seen Chris, and we even seen Chris Paul last season the way he played with the Thunder against the Rockets and when they yeah. get him to uh, seven to seven games game. down to the wire too down to the One wire seven three games. away from a win. Yep, things that James Harden played where he he locked up right there. People weren't expecting that from him. Uh, so we we seen Chris Paul pull off these these feats against you know teams and the Suns. Who at first you you have them as a fourth seed coming into the season. You have them the fourth seed. They finished off as a two high, which they have exceeded everybody's expectations coming into the season. And many have said Monty Williams should be the coach of the year. You know, with that being uh, Marco, my, my, mine is Tom Thibodeau. I think Tom Thibodeau over over Monty Williams, in my opinion. Yeah, sure. Um, but with that being said, too, as we as we've seen the effect Chris Paul's had on them, we also got to factor in Devin Booker. And his and what we can we expect from him? This is a guy who we seen score seventy points. Granted, it was in a losing effort, and that was years ago. He's done it. He has the ability to score on like just anywhere. We've seen him hit clutch shots over the greats of like Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, and he has done you know offensive feats throughout the entire season. Is Devin Booker bound to have an explosion throughout in the, in the season? Like, can we see some type of high scoring game from Devin Booker? Because while you all are good down low and, you know, guarding the paint with those bigs like a LeBron, AD, a Drummond, you know, you got some guys in the perimeter. And, you know, as we saw Seth Curry cook some of those guys like Dennis Schroeder and, and, and uh, KCP, you know, are, are we are we are we gonna see the same thing from Devin Booker? You know, can he can he get into that? Can he get into his bag against y'all too? Uh, well, I'll let you know that guards find a way to always get into the Louis Duffel when they see us. So I wouldn't be surprised if he found a way to get <laughs> his bag. But uh, I think Chris Paul and Devin Booker probably have really good series. I mean, Caruso he, he tries really hard. Wesley Matthews is a solid three and D guy, and Dennis Schroeder when he decides to can at least stay in front of guys and let the help defender come over and make it difficult for him. But guys like Chris Paul and Devin Booker, I mean, Chris Paul, he's been here. He's done that, like you mentioned, with the Thunder, a team that wasn't even supposed to be in the playoffs, period. I think going into the season, <laughs> they were they had, like, literally a 0.2% chance by the polls to make the playoffs. And then they were the four seed, and then they went seven games against the Rockets. And a competitive seven games, we went all the way down to the very last possession for them to lose. So I would not be surprised for the Suns to come out and have some great games. And I'm not expecting them to get blown out. I'm expecting some games that are within like two to three possessions most of the way through. But I don't see the Suns winning more than one or two games here. Uh, Devin Booker, if he plays the same way he was in the bubble, I think he's going to have a great series. And I already know Chris Paul is going to play. DeAndre Aiden, depending on which AD we get, will either have a decent series or a terrible series. So it depends on how engaged AD is. And I think – this is a young team. Like, nobody's looking at the Suns. And, and I just, honestly, I feel bad for Chris Paul. Like, that was a matchup that I wanted if we were to be a bottom four team in the playoffs. I wanted the Suns, but I didn't want the Suns to see us because Chris Paul does not deserve a first-round exit after all this shit that he done. That, that just upsets me because Chris Paul deserves a ring. And now we're going to stop that man shorting his tracks for even season second round. Like, I, I feel bad for him. But, yeah, Lakers in five or six. I'll make a bro prediction on there. Oh, my God. Here you go. Okay. Go ahead. 
Nobody's betting nobody's betting for the Suns. I will. How much you want bet? Oh, I, I, I'm not making no bet with you. I'm you just said bet. You should I'm, use your words more wisely. <laughs> I am going to say Suns and six. <laughs> look, look, I got them in six because they rested. You know, they've been waiting for you all. Yeah, look, the, judging off the way you all was playing last night, hey, as long as, and, and we know LeBron, we see him throughout the years. When he gets new teams and he, he's coming back from injury, it takes him a while to get to start, to start getting them feet running, you know, to get them, put that foot on paper, start jogging, to get his little, get his speed up, right? This ain't the time. This is playoff time. You, you, you skated by the Warriors last night. Skate like you really by the by the by the by the skin of your teeth, y'all got right by. Y'all got just right by. Kudos to y'all, dog. Not taking away, y'all just got right by. A Suns team who is who's who's ready with a Chris Paul leadership, a hungry Devin Booker, and y'all think you think they ain't got no plays to throw at him. Y'all they got plays to throw at LeBron. They got a Jay Crowder. They they got a Michael Bridges. They got some people that all right, you keep laughing. <laughs> And they got big stress okay. the floor too now. The Aiden can stretch the floor. Sar can stretch okay. the floor. Kaminsky mm-hmm. can stretch the floor. They got they guards. real good. They, they probably touch the toes the elbows. They can stretch all they want. That's great. <laughs> all right. I'm just saying. How much you want to put? Look, you're going to say bet and you're going to say a bowl. I already got the bet. We already got the bet. The field against the Lakers. See, Lame, you want to bet with 2019s, but you won't bet on you want to double down on camera right now and say the Suns are gonna beat us in the first round, but you won't put no bread down. Nah, I ain't, I ain't that confident. See, look, so y'all I'm funny. Com- I'm com- it, you, I'm com- you know what's funny to me, Kendall, is that y'all will bet against the Lakers with the field, but then when I say, okay, well, how about this team? Nah, I won't bet on them. Well, what about that team? Nah, I won't bet on them either. So who in the field's gonna do it? If you won't bet on any of the 2019s individually. But you'll bet on the field of 2019s. Who's gonna beat us? Because why? Because why? There is confidence in me that, that they can beat you all. There's a, there's still a little bit of doubt. There's there's down their youngness, their youthfulness. There's down their youthfulness against you all. There's there's, okay. there's so there's there's there is still a reasonable doubt there. But there is still some confidence in me that's like. It's an un- unreasonable take. I'll but just basically, you come on now. Like my eyes, I know what I, you saw. You saw what I saw last night. You you saw the same thing I've seen, and you seen the way these guys are playing. That's why. That's why I say that. But hey, we'll see. We're, we're, we're yet to see. Let's go on to another matchup. Uh, let's go into the Nuggets versus the Trailblazers. We got MVP Jokic versus Dame Dollar, two of the most clutch players in NBA going at it, and Dame versus uh, Jokic. Now the Trailblazers, they've been having a little bit of a a bumpy ride in this little bit of, of the second half of the season. They had a late game push to solidify themselves at the sixth seed. It was at one point, you know, being at that seventh seed boarding right there. But they made themselves the sixth seed and solidified their chance. But they're going against Jokic and the Trailblazers. Who you look at their team? They got they got a deep team. They look good offensively. But defensively, it seems to be their problem, especially when you have big men like Nikolai Jokic on the team, who many thought once Jamal Murray went down, 
Nah, this guy, you know, Nuggets ain't gonna do that much. Then you know they'll probably fall to an eighth seed. You know, Jokic, you know, blah blah blah, this and that. Jokic is like, all right, whatever. He, he, he I like Jokic because he has the attitude of like, I'm just out here. He's having fun. He's playing, and he, you can tell like this guy. I just like watching Jokic play. He really dissects teams' defenses and is able to look for other for his other teammates. Whether he's you know backing down somebody and, and they come to double team him, or he's at the top of the key making moves and surveying the court, or even when he's inbound the ball and launching the pass for the full ninety four to get somebody down for a layup. You know, Jokic can literally do it all. I think that's going to start to be a problem for the uh, Trailblazers in this matchup. Um, but I, I think we're you know, a, a problem could be for the Nuggets on their side would be, you know, guarding like a CJ McCollum who took them out a couple years ago, actually in game seven in the semifinals. I remember they CJ McCollum had a great game. That's literally that's like from the mid range. Uh, he can cease to be a problem against them. Dan Lillard, of course, the biggest problem who who's on the trailblazers, you know, he, he could start to be a problem for, for these guys. Um, what do you have to say? about this matchup. You know, will will Jokic still prove his his dominance and be able to lift the Nuggets with Michael Porter Jr. Uh, and Aaron Gordon, you know, who they got at the, at the trade deadline. Can he lift these guys past the Trailblazers and make their second round? Or will Dame Time show up again and he'll elevate the Trailblazers to the second round himself? I think this game is more about the role players than it is about the stars. In my opinion, Damian Lillard is always going to do his thing. Joke is about to win MVP, in my opinion. He's going to do his thing. Definitely. So you kind of, in a way, cancel those two out because they're both going to give you 30. They're both going to play great offense on all sides. Defense for those two, maybe not as much, but they got other guys for that. So uh, I think it really comes down to what's CJ McCollum, what's Michael Porter Jr., what's Aaron Gordon, what's Nurkic, what are, like, what are these role players doing how well are they playing offensively are they stretching the floor are they hitting 50 percent of the shots 40 percent of the threes are they playing good defense and generally are they helping take some of the pressure off of the stars obviously you come into this series cj mccollum's been hurt a lot this year then michael porter jr who's been coming into his own without jamal murray being in the roster anymore but then he didn't really see a lot of pt last year in the playoffs so we haven't really seen what playoff porter jr will look like so I'm curious to see what those role players will do. And I think that will be the differentiator. Whoever supporting cast plays the best will probably win this series. I'm betting on the Nuggets. I just genuinely like Michael Porter Jr. I think that he was a steal of the 2018 draft. He's been steal. playing phenomenal. Absolute heist. Like somebody should go to jail. I, don't, I, I can't remember who the uh, GM is for the Nuggets, but that man should be handcuffed and thrown into the slammer immediately. Stolen in broad daylight. Cameras and all rolling. But regardless, he's playing great. I think Aaron Gordon is a really good pickup for them at the, at the midseason. I've said it so many times. And I think just watching him, how he helps them get up and down the court. Decent defender. A guy from the throw at LeBron whenever they see him. But I, I think Nuggets and six. That's my prediction. And I like the point you brought up about, like, how the role players play a significant part in this matchup. And I, and I lean, that's why also why I lean towards the Nuggets as well, because Jokic literally makes everyone around him better. He literally elevates everybody else around. Like he, the way he's able to, like look, and they. That's and I think that's what they're trying to have shooters. And even without, like he, he's able to look for cutters too. I think that's where him and Aaron Gordon kind of have that chemistry. Where I see multiple plays where Jokic is backing somebody down, and you see a quick pass mm-hmm. and a cut from Aaron Gordon. And he look, and he instantly throws it to him, and for Aaron Gordon, mm-hmm. duck. So I think the fact that Jokic has that effect on his teammates can prove to be why the Nuggets is going to be able to make it past the, the Trailblazers because of Jokic's effect. 
bank on his on his uh, fellow teammates. Not to say that Dame doesn't have doesn't have in effect, but he doesn't pass as we see as much as a Jokic, and really gets the team that much involved as Jokic do. Right, um, definitely. No, I think I definitely think that Jokic is more of a floor raiser for his team than Damian is. I think it's just an aspect of basketball. Like we got guys like Steph and Chris Paul who can do that for their team. But if you really think about it in the grand scheme of things, you don't see a lot of guys under like 6'6 who can elevate a team on their own, like Westbrook, Chris Paul, Steph. And there's not that many. I think Dane definitely is a great individual talent, and he's definitely somebody who uplifts his team. But on the level, I think that he'd have to bring his core up to beat the Nuggets. I I personally don't see it. I wouldn't be completely shocked if somehow he did but if I had to put my money down on somebody, it would be on the Nuggets. I'm with you. Let's talk about this next matchup. A repeat of last year. We got the Clippers versus the Mavericks. Mm-hmm. Similar to last year, first round matchup between these two. Uh, a different Clippers team, though, we have this year. You know, they got some got some uh, offseason signers with Sarge Ibaka, uh, Luke Kennard. Uh, they was able to keep Reggie Jackson, who was, who was on the cusp of talking about, you know, leaving the team, uh, not liking his position with the team, but was able to stay. And as now became one of the top three-point shooters in the league, too, surprisingly, along with Marcus Morris, who is, I think is who I think it may be still leading the league in three-point percentage or at least in that top five echelon. Uh, very different team this year. Paul George, who has taken the criticism from the likes of you and other people who have talked bad on him and has elevated his game this season. This is a very different team. Same, it's a different team for the Mavericks as well. You know, they was coming, they come off a season last year where they was the highest offensive rating of all time. You know, granted, there's an inflation with the offense, with offense being such a key factor for every team and how much scoring is going on, as you alluded to earlier. My pace is going 144 points uh, multiple times throughout the season. This is very two different teams, but, you know, Will we see the same outcome? Where the Clippers going to make it past the Mavericks this time around? What do you think? Uh, I think so. Porzingis, in my opinion, Porzingis didn't get hurt and ejected in game one. I think the Mavs could have won that series. Um, I think Porzingis has had a very disappointing season. And going into the series, eh, I'm not really counting on him to do much. I think, is he injured right now, actually? He's back. He should be back. He's back. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. So I was going to make sure about that. But he hasn't played that well this year. Um, Luca, by Luca standards, what we thought was going to come, how he was going to play, hasn't been as dominant. And I say that so loosely because he's basically averaging a triple-double again this year. But I think Luca is going to have a great individual series. And then they got some guys, Tim Hardaway Jr., Maxi Kleiber, uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, Josh Richardson. Jalen Brunson, Trey Burke. Jalen Brunson. Trey. You're not mentioning the real guys when the team was doing some work now. All right, my bad. Hold on, there's a lot of guys on here. I wasn't done listening. Give me a second. Give me a second. They should have been the first oh. the first one. Because they really been showing up for this team, too. But my fault. Go ahead. Oh, no, I like Jalen Brunson. I like Jalen Brunson a lot. Trey Burke, I remember him from that Michigan team, Louisville beat in 2013. So I like Trey Burke. The championship, they say, that doesn't exist. But it does. I'll be damned. We, we was there. Banner. We got we was there. We seen it. Right. Go on YouTube. You can find the highlights. Trust. <laughs> I fell asleep in that second half. Right. Uh, I missed. I fell asleep at halftime. Fake fans, bro. Fake, fake fans. fans. Bro, I was tired. We had school the next day, bro. But continue on your point, bro. Go ahead. Go ahead. School. We just leave the school. Come on now. But regardless, uh, I think 
the Clippers, as much as I rag on those guys, and it is my favorite pass stop. Gosh, so many playoff P. Yeah, I heard that, right? <laughs> Look at this dude. But regardless of that, uh, I think that the Clippers genuinely have a strong team when they decide to play. Kawhi Leonard ain't no slouch. Paul George, when he actually plays like Paul George, is good. Sometimes he's pandemic P. But when he is Not this game, year. he's definitely a force to be regular. That's what y'all said last year. Very funny. Same line, regardless. Uh, I'd I say I got the Clippers in six here, unless Luka Doncic goes absolutely nuclear. You know, I think even with, with Luka Doncic going nuclear, I still think it won't be enough for the Clippers. If the Clippers play the way they've been playing this year, because for a good stretch of the later half of the season, too, they was playing very well without Serge Dubaka. Dubaka has become a better finisher around the rim. I know that was a big critique around his play of being a better finisher and, like, finishing – you know, harder at the rim instead of having these little soft touches. He's getting a lot of a lot of good putbacks, a lot of good offensive rebounds. Uh, so if you have to come to the bench, you know, with Serge coming back, who's going to be able to stretch that floor and play a defense, I still think. And of course, Rondo. How can we forget Rondo being an addition to the team that that, that he that he's done made a significant difference that he has had, and with him and Pat Bev coming off the bench. Um, I, I like the way Tyloo has been tweaking with these lineups, and I. I, I liked where this team is going, but let me ask you this: and you alluded, and you talked about it earlier. I told you to hold your point. Do you believe the hype when they have been saying that the Clippers intentionally lost the last two games of the season just to avoid the Lakers in the first yeah. or second in the second round? You, you think it's the truth? They should not have lost to the they should not have lost to the Rockets that last game. I'm just saying that no, they did not want to see the Lakers in in the first round. They didn't want to see them in the second round. And you can say what you want to say about that. It makes sense. I mean, again, if they beat – well, if they got the four seed, what they did. So, they're playing the Mavs. In my opinion, they already beat the Mavs, and I think they're better than the Mavs. So, they would probably win that series. Then the Jazz or the Warriors or the Grizzlies, whichever one, in my opinion, I'd rather see all three of those teams versus the Lakers. So, it makes sense. I'm not sitting here saying that it's a bad thing. But let's call a spade a spade. Like, you don't want to see the Lakers in the first round. Great. The same way boxers pick their fights to match up with somebody they can beat. Or my phone. I think I think no different. I think the matchup is I think they just wouldn't have to they just the way they did, they just won't see them into the Western Conference. It was into the conference finals. Because they would have if they if they had got up to the two seed, they would have seen them in the first round. If they got up to the three seed, they would have had to see them in the second round. I think the Clippers want to optimize their chance to get to the conference finals. And in their opinion, especially from getting their job busted by the Nuggets last year. They probably lost a little bit of confidence, and they want to see them as late in the game as possible. I don't blame them. I wouldn't want to see us either. But let's call a spade a spade. At the end of the day, if that's what it takes for y'all to get to the conference finals, good for you. We're still going to beat you. The pipe pipe always gets paid eventually. See, I don't I, – I think that – I think this was a narrative that was created. And, and there's a lot of stories and, you know – Things that come out are a narrative created by the media itself. I think this was one of those. Because honestly, I don't think that the Clippers themselves as an organization thought, you mean to tell us if we win these these two games that we'll play the Lakers in the second round, lose them. Cause I think just like many teams have been doing in the in the in the in the late in the late part of the season, they rested their players, getting ready for playoffs. Like they're play, like they already had a place solidified. Like Three or four, I feel like it really doesn't matter. And do you I, think they rather? You think they rather have been three or four? I mean, they they technically they they could have been three, but I mean, I think because of Nuggets. I, what do you uh, think they'd rather be three or four? They won that game, they would have been three. 
seeding matters. Seeding matters at the same the same way we're analyzing the bracket. You trying to tell me right now that they don't analyze the bracket? Like they're not looking at matchups and thinking, "Ooh, we don't want to see this team." But okay, but I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and say that they didn't see the bracket at all. I'm just saying they just didn't look at it and thought we need to lose these games so we can avoid the Lakers. I think they looked at little... it. I think they looked at it and they was like, "Okay, this this they weighed out the options. We play our players and risk them get injured just to get a three, just to solidify ourselves as a three seed, or." We can rest our players and you know be fine with a four seed. I, I think I, I think that's right. how they looked at. I think that's how they looked at. You you can you can look at it the way you want to look at it. I'm gonna look at the way I look at it. But the way I look at it, the same way you look at business strategy. Do I want to go against that business or that business? Do I want to compete in the same space as Amazon or Blockbuster? But like you pointed, but like you pointed out, and as we've been seeing, you know, with the Lakers recently, as I as I have stated my confidence in the Suns. Excuse me, and the Suns beating them. This is not a Lakers team that's coming in full force, you know, dominating throughout the season, number one seed. This is not that Lakers team. We just watched the Lakers team play in a play-in game and are now seven seed and with an injured LeBron and with a team that's not fully together who haven't played that much since, you know, haven't played that much together since getting Andre Drummond. So this is not a Lakers team that's as formidable as many like to think. So I don't think that fear that you think they have as an organization is really there for them. I think it's more of just a, I think it's more just a strategy thing of saying like, ah, let's, let's, let's take care of some of our players before we go into playoff contention. You know, that, okay. that's how I look hey. That might be true. Either Clippers, way, Lakers in five whenever I see y'all. Clippers in five in this series. Clippers in five. I think Luke can give you one game here. Um, I, I liked what I've seen from them later on in the season because, as we saw with them, they started off pretty abysmal, as you pointed out as well, uh, especially with Kristaps, the way he's been playing. He's been up and down this year. But I, I think with the way the Clippers are playing, I think we get the Clippers in five games here against the, against the Mavericks. Let's go ahead and move to the other side of the bracket. The Eastern Conference. So we already talked about the Wizards and Pacers. So we don't know who, which one of those two is going to play as they probably playing right now as we are speaking. Uh, actually, playing about nine minutes from now. Uh, but the 76ers, this is their year to prove something. You know, from they they had Brett Brown for all those years. First year as Doc Rivers as their head coach, they had number one seed. Joel Embiid putting up 30. You know, he was arguably the MVP candidate before he went down. Ben Simmons, as we talked about, defensive player of the year candidate, playing uh, to his position the best as he can. You know, you have good additions of uh, Seth Curry, Danny Green, Dwight Howard, you know, Tyrese Maxey from the draft. Uh, you you got Tobias Harris playing very well. Uh, you got, got George Hill in a, in a midseason trade. I, I like this team. I like them. Uh, but like I said, this is their year to prove something. And of course, Brooklyn being in the same conference, you know, many have questioned if they if they can make it to the finals. But what can we expect as far as just, you know, lessening the scope instead of looking that far ahead? What can we expect from Embiid and Simmons in a first round matchup against either or Wizards or Pacers? You know, what can we expect for these two? Uh, I think Joel Embiid has a great playoff. I guess I think he's a great series in general. I think he has great playoffs in general, but definitely a great series. Sabonis, as great as he is, and eh, he's not gonna bang with him. Uh, Miles Turner, I don't not, think he won't bang with him. He's not even playing. Or what? O'Shea Brissett. Man, O'Shea, that's who O'Shea. I got used to looking at this dude. I mean, he had a good game, so good for him. But uh, I don't think O'Shea, Olay. Touche, like it don't it don't really matter who it is. Seventy six is a foe. What about same thing if it's a if it's the Wizards? Nicholas Daniel Gafford and Ron Lopez. <laughs> foe. So sweet, big away. Foe. Wendy's combo. Foe. 
sweep it away. And, and I, I'm, I'm intrigued to see too um, how how teams will play against Simmons because you know like he people kind of apply the same method as they do with Giannis. Um, you know, kind of warm up because you know he ain't gonna really shoot. But as we've seen this year, uh, Ben Simmons has been able to, you know, maneuver around that. Kind of play a little bit. Uh, he's been he's been able to play better, kind of off ball as well. You know, having a, a different a playmaker or just a ball handler on the team like a George Hill or even Seth Curry sometimes or even Tobias, and it's kind of helped the team. So. I expect a good first round series matchup. Dominant performance from both of the two. Like you said, sweep. Either way. Either way, a sweep. Foe, foe, foe. Now let's talk about a team who was able to make it past playing the Celtics. But it's like uh it's like winning a ticket to what's that? What's that one? Action Action Park, Action Theme Park in New Jersey. You you ever heard of that? That, no. that so <laughs> It's like winning a free ticket to go to Action Park. Action Park is like it's like one of the most horrendous theme parks in, in, in like in existence <laughs> in America. It's it's not no more. But this place was a theme park where many people have gone to got injured. You know the rides weren't constructed properly. The, the physics behind of it didn't make any sense. It was just terrible. So I looked at the Celtics. You know winning their playing game as like winning a free ticket to go to Action Park because they go have the lucky yeah, chance. To play like four more games and get blown out. By, against the Brooklyn Nets. Do the Celtics even stand a chance? That's the opening question I have. Do the Celtics even stand a chance against these guys? Fo, 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 fo. So none. And you, you have none. Swift. Get them out. Time to clean the house. Get, get, your, get your pine soul out. Get the pine soul out. Go ahead and get a bucket ready. Get that mop bucket. Go ahead and get the dust pan open. Let's get ready for action. We got sweet beat boys. Sweet. <laughs> sweet. <laughs> Janitorial service. Oh, um, sweet. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna, give, I'm gonna say to Tatum and give you one game. I say Tatum give you one game. The way he's been playing lately, putting on these scoring efforts, I think give you one game. Oh, I say this Nets and five. But being, with that being said, you know, as we, like, like I said, I, I think they give you one game. You still got Marcus Smart on the team. You still got Kimball Walker on there. You know, they granted they don't have Jalen Brown. I still won't give them that benefit of the doubt. But are there any worries? On the net side, you know, James Harden coming back, played like the last two games of the season. You know, they've been up and down of, of all three playing with each other throughout this regular season. Do you have any worries about them at all coming into this playoffs? Not really. I mean, I could make the argument, oh, will health be an issue? James Harden, KD, been in and out. Um, Kyrie, you know, he's a loose guy. He might feel like, yeah, I'm not going to play this week. I don't know. But, <laughs> you know, I, I think maybe injuries, maybe some missed games. Maybe you can make the argument about chemistry because they've only played like what 12, 13 games together, all three of them. Um, even less if you count with Blake Griffin, too. But uh, I mean, in this series, no, honestly, I don't see any team in the east really being able to hang with them except the Bucks and the 76ers. And then even still, I got the Nets in like six in both of those series. So, this ain't even worth a discussion to you. This ain't even worth talking about. <laughs> I mean, we've been there, man. This ain't even worth a discussion. Let's just, let's just keep going, bro. There's a lot of series to talk about. All right. So, so um, I guess right. like, you want to talk about the point differential this week? I mean, <laughs> what, 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 you want to talk about Brad Stevens gets fired if they get swept? Maybe. I, there, ain't no, there ain't much to talk about here. I think we, could, we got bigger fish to fry somewhere else. 
Well, I mean, I mean, that's a good point you brought about if, if where does Brad Stevens sit? If where the Celtics, if they lose, I mean, can't I don't think if you, I don't think he should be rightfully fired for losing to this team. It's like, well, what do you expect him to do against the Nets? You know, he had a comment where he made. He said if he was a regular audience member, that he would pick the Nets over them. And you know, some people had some mixed feelings about that being a, being a Celtics head coach, but. I mean, what do you expect from these guys as they go against the match? What, what do you really expect? Um, let's talk about, you know, I think it's probably one of my favorite matchups in going to his playoffs. A repeat, another repeat of last year. Uh, this was a second round matchup. The Bucks versus the Heat. Now, this is, like I said, they just repeat of last year. The Heat gentlemen sweep the Bucks uh, in the second round. Uh now, but the Bucks, this is a very different team this year as well. You know, they've been tooling around with their lineups throughout the year. Mike Budenholzer, who has been criticized for not being one of those coaches to make any adjustments throughout the regular season or even in the playoffs. Um, he, he has made different adjustments throughout the year, running different lineups and, you know, in, in crunch time or just different uh, schemes. Uh, they had a good addition of signing Drew Holiday, which was a big addition for them in, in, in all season. And they gave him a four-year max extension as well. Uh, they also signed or they traded for P.J. Tucker as well, which helped them on the defensive end, as well as Drew Holiday did. But I think Drew Holiday contributes a little, also more on the offensive end, being that ball handler to take it off Giannis's hands, where Bledsoe wasn't as much of a good playmaker as John, as uh, Drew Holiday is. Um he also started off this year bad, you know, coming off the finals. They had some injuries and some COVID uh, protocols coming into the season. They was able to get it together around February or March to where they are now the sixth seed. Um, what do you think of what do you think of these two teams? You know, is it going to be a repeat of last year? Can a Heat surprise us? Will the Bucks, you know, be stop becoming the the laughing stock they are in the playoffs? Because now we are seeing where even if Giannis is having a good season like he is this year, people are, you know, equating what he has done in postseason to his regular season legitimacy and kind of counting them out of play of MVP uh, chances, even as the team is constructed now with even in title contention. What do you see from this series? And is this one of your favorite matchups as well? This is my favorite one in the East for sure. I think most of the matchups are pretty boring or just not even worth talking about. Because obviously, like I said, with the Nets and the Celtics, the 76ers and whoever wins the playing game isn't very interesting. The Knicks and the Hawks is interesting just as like a sideshow of two misfits who somehow snuck in here. But this is an actually interesting series. I think that the Bucks obviously have improved. They added P.J. Tucker. They added Drew Holiday. I think Giannis gets better every year, and he becomes more formidable formidable, and being able to handle some of his deficiencies and how to navigate defenses around that. I also think Mike Budenholzer has made a lot of changes because last year, one of the reasons I feel like they lost to Miami is because his defense was so focused on not giving up layups that Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, and some other guys literally just getting wide open pot shots at the basket from three, and that's not going to work anytime. His defense has shifted a lot this year to give up less threes and not overcommit to the to a slasher, which I think would be good. Uh, the Heat haven't been that, you know, that big of a story this year. But then again, they weren't last year either. So that doesn't really matter for this team, obviously. And then they also had Jimmy Butler miss a lot of games, COVID protocol and whatnot. So I don't want to judge them too much on the regular season. I hope I don't regret this again. So I've done it the last two years and I'm going my, I really, really, really want to stop being wrong about Giannis. But I keep thinking it's his year to come through, maybe not against Brooklyn, but I think the 76ers, 
and definitely the Heat. He has to beat those. Though he has to beat those teams, in my opinion. So, um, I got Bucks and six. Ooh, you know, given that the Heat, you know, last year they was one of the best teams to guard Giannis. Um, they made some additions this year as well in the draft uh, and, and with some signings as well, you know, with Trevor Ariza. Uh, they drafted the Precious Achua. They got, they got another young guy on the team that I, I can't name right now. Um, you know, it, it's it, – it, I don't know. I, I can't – I'm going to give it to the Bucks. I'm going to give it to the Bucks. Okay. In seven. In seven. I can I'm see gonna, that too. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give it to him in seven, because the Heat and people talking about Jimmy Butler. I saw some picture of him today. God look jacked. Like this, this man was. Did, did you see the picture too? Yeah, he looked <laughs> juice, bro. He looked juice, bro. This man is ready, bro. And Jimmy bro, I Butler, forgot to mention Bam, but Bam is probably the worst matchup for Giannis in the league. So. There's that too. Exactly. So that's so why I'm like, oh man, like, it, and Goran is back now too. Um, so uh, I, I'm gonna give it to the Bucks and seven because I don't want to count Giannis in them out. I don't. I don't want to, you know, be one of the people that be like, ah, oh, the Bucks ain't gonna do nothing. Don't worry about them. The Bucks ain't gonna do nothing because I've been on the games they have on TV. I've been watching some of them. I've been seeing how they've been playing and. I'm seeing a different type of energy with this team. This is not the usual Bucks who's, you know, moseying their way, having the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, you know, Giannis, blah, blah, blah. I'm seeing a more competitive, more energized Bucks team. You know, they're able to move the ball around more fluidly. Giannis mm-hmm. ain't doing the repetitive, uh, repetitive, you know, driving the pain kick, driving the pain kick, driving the pain dunk, driving the pain foul. Pull up, you know, he's, we we see we see Giannis some variation is. in their offense this year not to say that the heat are coming in as slouches because like you said they, they wasn't there wasn't much talk about them going into the playoffs last season so we'll say they can make a surprise this year but i think the bucks will pull this out in seven you know we're gonna see a spectacular game from jimmy butler we're gonna see a spectacular game from Giannis. Drew is definitely i think he's definitely gonna make a difference here i think that's why the key why the bucks are gonna be able to take it over the edge so Let's go to the last playoff matchup. Uh, one that you alluded to was also going to be very exciting. Uh, the Knicks versus the Hawks. Two teams. I actually thought that the Hawks was going to make the playoffs this year. Uh, not the Knicks. I, I, I don't think anybody saw it, especially now, as a, especially now as a fourth seed. We did not see this coming. Uh, the Hawks, as a fifth seed, either was, was a surprise to many, including myself. But it's thanks to, of course, my former coach of the Indian Pacers, Coach Nathan Millen, who took over and literally took the Hawks to – you know, higher higher places because you know following the the firing of Lloyd Pierce, which I kind of saw coming once they hired him in the middle. Like you got him as an assistant. Lloyd has been doing too much for the team going into the season. I kind of saw that sad sad for him, but good for Nate that he's able to get a head coaching job and able to lift this team up. Julius Randle, one of the biggest stories in NBA this year. Mm. You know, many, many, I've seen some games, and this is the New York Nick bias uh, by those fans. Are, you know, call him MVP. <clears throat> I don't think he's MVP candidate, but hey, they ain't had something to cheer for in a while. Let them have it. They haven't, but he's definitely all NBA member. He can, he can, he can be all NBA third team, second or third team. He can definitely be there because Julius Randle, he's. 
prove I've seen games and I didn't understand at first of like why why is this team so good? And I watched them. They play hard on defense. They got good energy. They run, you know, Julius Randle, he's one of those bigs who kind of not not as much like Sabonis, but kind of, you know, is willing to pass off to other teammates and is, you know, willing to get their own bucket on their own from all, you know, with all lands of the floor. Um do you who do you have winning this series? You know, it's as I kind of talked about, you know, it's even on both sides. You know, you got Trey Young on the other side with John Collins. Cooker Pose having a good year this year as well. Uh, DeAndre Hunter, who's proven to be a good part of the Atlanta Hawks team. Uh they traded for Lou Will and that Rondo trade. You still got Gallinari. Uh, they they got some shooters on their team. Kevin Herter as well. But you know, the Knicks, they they thrive in defense. So Will it be the Knicks defense that will be able to take them to the second round or the Hawks, you know, unity and high-powered offense that will be able to lift them to the second round? Who do you got? Well, I love Atlanta. You know, for me, I'm a huge Trey Young fan, and I was still – still, I'm still pissed he wasn't an all-star. That's so stupid to me. That don't make no sense. But whatever, ice trade a game. We still ride with you, bro. But I think this is the Knicks series to lose. I mean, I think they win this in about five or six. They swept the season series. Julius Randle averaged 38 points, 12 rebounds, seven assists on 50% from three and 58% from the field against them. Uh, The Knicks are just, in my opinion, a deeper team in the right ways. Derrick Rose is my pick. Well, eh, I don't even know if he's my pick for six, man, but he's at least a candidate. IQ, my guy, 2K guy, Emmanuel Quickly. He's been playing phenomenal off the bench his rookie year. R.J. Barrett took the leap. Uh, Nerlens Noel stepped in after Mitchell Robinson got injured, and he's been playing phenomenal too. And I just think Tom Thibodeau, my pick for coach of the year, has got this team just pushing on all cylinders, man. I I, I am surprised by the Knicks. I never thought the Knicks would be this good. When they, people said the Knicks might make the playoffs this year, I said, oh, yeah, I love the memes. They're like the Dogecoin of the NBA. Yeah, let's pump them. Let's make them sound great and all that. But really, they're a meme. They don't belong here. And here they are hosting a playoff series. So, I mean, good for them. Emphasis on hosting. Like, come on to the garden. Come, come to Madison Square Garden. Man. I mean, I remember, I remember people joking on the Knicks over the offseason. Like, oh, man, they're going to get KD and Kyrie. Well, uh, here's Julius Randle. Here's Julius Randle. Yeah, we got him. Like him, right? Huh? We're gonna get Zion. Uh, well, uh, here's Emmanuel yeah, quickly. We got, we got, yeah, he's made quickly. We got RJ. Hey, yeah, he's for you. They played the same team. They, they did. They did. So, especially going off last year, I don't even remember what seats they were, but they weren't very high. They uh, went in the playoffs. They, they wouldn't even have been in the playing. So, my thing is, eh. <laughs> uh, I think the Knicks will win this series, but again, I don't even think it matters. Like to me, like I mentioned in the last segment, I think this is more of a misfit sideshow where we have a two teams who nobody really expected to be here. Maybe the Hawks, we expect them to be here because Trey Young, but no one really expected these teams to do much, even if they did make it. The Knicks win this series and they instantly lose to the 76ers next round. But at least it'll be fun to watch Julius Randle destroy the Hawks and make the Knicks relevant for at least another two weeks. Hawks in five. Come on, man. Like, what? Hawks in five. Come on, bro. Hawks in five. Why? I thought you said why. I believe in I believe in them more. I think they have more they're they have more of a they have more scoring threats than the Knicks do. While the Knicks, you know, they go behind Julius Brown. I'm not say they don't have guys who can go off like a RJ Barrow or Derrick Rose. 
I trust Nate McMillan coaching over tips in this situation a little bit. I know Newman has had some unsuccessful first round with the Pacers, but I think with his personnel of Trey Young, who is going to chew anybody that's guarding him. I think he's going to chew all the guards on, on the Knicks. I think you got him. You got John Collins, who's going to be on Julius Randle. You got him Capella, who's leading the league in, in total rebounds, I think, that I saw the other day. You got him. And I, I like I like the I like, like I said I pointed out those guys they had the guy a litany of scores on the team DeAndre Hunter who's made a leap this year granted he was hurt for a good part of it you know you got Lou Will who's kind of playing retirement but you know he's you still have him as an option Kevin Hurd is a good three point shooter you look you don't look you don't look at all surprised you don't look at all phased by what I'm saying I mean I knew he's got this ain't the first time I heard of this roster so I mean I, I just, heard of all I of just think Danilo to me, just, Tyler Hero. Juan Shapiro, I don't care who's on this team, bro. It just it, it none of it matters. You got the Knicks, so the, so Julius Randle's gonna really power them through this, bro. So they played three times, and then Julius Randle's average thirty eight points, twelve rebounds, seven assists against these same guys that you talked about. So uh, all right, Hawks and six. I, no, Hawks <laughs> and six. Then there you go, Hawks and six. You wanna, some, you wanna put some bread on this? I'm confident in the Knickerbockers. What's up? What you gonna put down, man? Nah, I want oh, nah. When you lose his Vegas to the Lakers, I want See, you know what, man? This man want to take. I'm not gonna argue with you, bro. This... Well, that's all the time we have for today, y'all. <laughs> no, no. I want to add a segment. <laughs> what, what segment you want to add? I want to add a segment. What segment you want to add? Your awards. No, we. I got. I got to go. We 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 gotta do this another time. I got to go for the day. I got stuff to do. We got to go. But that's all we have for today, y'all. <laughs> Buck Patrol looks disappointed. MVP, Joker's most approved player, Julius Randle, six man of the year, Jordan Clarkson, or Joe Ingles, take your pick, coach of the year, Tom Thibodeau. Who else am I forgetting? What am I forgetting? Coach. Defensive player of the year, Rudy Gobert. Uh, you said Ben Simmons Joker. earlier. No, I didn't. I said it should be Ben Simmons, but it's going to be Rudy Gobert. I would pick Ben Simmons, but I'm not voting. But I know who the voters going to be. If you want to do a quick one, I agree. Everything you said, except for Coach of the Year, I'm giving the Monica because they was the highest seed in the heart of conference. I'm going to give the defense player of the year to Ben Simmons. There you go. I agree with everything else you said. Joe, uh, Jordan Clarkson, six, six man of the year. Everything else. Like yeah, that's all of them. Wait, you, you want to do executive of the year? Oh, wait. Oh, wait. No, no. I forgot. Rookie of the year, Lamella Ball. That's the one. Uh, yeah, we agree. So see here you go. There, there's, 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 see now everybody's happy. You get to make your dumb takes, and I get to like make my predictions. Everybody's happy. Like you want to spend you want to spend time talking about the Celtics versus the Nets. We can't talk about end of year awards. Come on, man. We talking about the playoffs. We we got him in. I told you we we agreed. I told you we we we, okay. we got him out. We got him. We got him in. We got him. Well, in. I, we appreciate y'all for tuning in to another episode of Trey Ball. We we gonna try to get this out a little bit more consistently than we usually do for for y'all entertainment. So any any last words you have to say, Bucket Boy? Lakers in five. The field against the Lakers. Y'all y'all gotta hear. Y'all take care, y'all. Peace out. <laughs>